<laughs> awesome, man. So I'm sure some of our listeners and uh, followers have been probably following you already. But for the listeners that that not following you yet, you want to share, you know, a quick introduction about yourself? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so um, I specialize in uh, pre-construction. Sell a lot of new condos, new homes. It's what I love to do. Um, used to be a nightclub promoter before I got into real estate. That's what, that it was so it was an easy transition for me to get into you know the pre-con. Yes. And yeah, uh, I love marketing as well. So I think both uh, the pre-con's perfect for for what I do, right? Yeah, no, yeah. It, it makes sense. I know some promoters that also transition to real estate. Of yeah. course, you know so many people. <laughs> if you're promoting clubs, why would you not be promoting real estate? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So, why real estate though? Like, what were you doing before uh, real estate? Like before promoting? Yeah, so before promoting, I, I played soccer. Okay. Yeah, from the age of 12 to like around 21, that was my dream. I wanted to become a soccer player. Mm. And, and at 16, I actually, you know, I made it at a high level. Uh, I was supposed to sign a big contract. Um, mm. Got homesick, right? Okay. So I, I, I was like ready, like physically. Yeah. Physically, I was a great player. Um, but uh, mentally, I wasn't prepared mm. at that age. Leaving Canada, going to Italy. Oh, you went to Italy too. Yeah. Okay. Playing at a high level. Okay. So what I just want to know, like, because it takes a lot of effort and persistence to be pro. Yes. You you made it to pro. It sounds like you you purposely flew to Italy. Yes. And about to become pro as an Italian soccer player, right? So, what 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 was the reason when you said mentally you weren't ready there? Um, because I was born here. Okay. Even though both of my parents are Italian. Yeah. It was, uh, you know, like the players over there were looking at me like as a foreigner. Oh, okay. Right? So I always had to be a better player, Mm. but they really, you know, they were jealous, Mm. right? A lot of them were like, you know, we want to make it. So there's a lot of pressure, a lot of politics that I didn't know about. Um, Because, you know, like preparing and wanting to be a soccer player, I never thought that, you know, I'd have to go through that obstacle mentally, like all the stuff that, you know, players are lying to me about certain stuff. Yeah. I, I wasn't able to to get to that next level because I was just couldn't do it mentally, mm. right? Yeah, but uh, so would physically, you say, physically, like I was ready to go, ready to play at a high level. But did, yeah. would you say it's because the environment there that made you kind of like not pursue? It sounds like just soccer player or football player. Sorry, my bad. Football, football, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Still Canada, yeah. Canada we lingual, call it football, North yeah. American lingual. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's, it seems like that was your dream. Yeah, it was. Right? It yeah. was. Yeah, yeah. So, but when you got there, it was the environment that affected your your goal of being a soccer player. Yeah, and and all the politics and everything kind of made me not want to play anymore. Okay. Right, because uh, what I had to go through and you know dealing with the players and mm. I'll give you an example. I remember when I went for my tryout, uh, I was trying with AC Milan's juniors. Oh wow! And then uh, I think a month after I went to FC Messina mm-hmm. when they were in Serie A, but the reserves. And I walked into like the hotel where we were wow. staying because uh, the the team owned a hotel yeah. in Messina. I go into my room, leave my bags. I go to like the main area in the lobby with my dad. Then I go back to the room and and I'm sharing the room with somebody with a teammate, and okay. they're going through my bags. Oh wow! And these guys are like smoking smoking weed and stuff. Wow! Yeah, <laughs> you never thought that in Italy. I just came back and, from Italy vacation. Wow! Yeah, wow. yeah. So it was uh, it was tough for me to like. See, like, why are these guys going through my bag? Like, mm. you know, I was already like, you know, a little bit, uh, I wasn't ready for that to stay away from my parents at that age. I was like 16 years old, mm. right? And seeing people going through my bags and, you know, the next day after we had our, we had our, our training and stuff, um, players trying to like tackle and stuff like that for no reason. Mm. But, you know, I was a strong player. Yeah. Uh, that's why I made it to where I, you know, to that level. 
and uh, but just it was the mental thing that was tough for me. Okay, yeah. so yeah. so really the, the environment wasn't just like I want to kind of relate this to real estate yeah, too, yeah. because the environment that you're in when you're a football player and all mm. these people that just doesn't have like a good mentality and good energy, right? No, they're just jealous of you. But would you say that? It's similar to a real estate brokerage as well. In that environment, if you're not in a good environment, it's hard for you to excel, which yes. is what happened. Because people, if you're not in a supportive and collaborative environment, that's a great point. It's really hard for you to accelerate. Yeah. So sometimes you do have to make that change, which is yes. what you did. You're just like, you know what? Yeah. I, I, I know it's a dream. I know it's a goal. But you know, sometimes you just got to pivot to something else. Exactly. Because the environment wasn't good. Yeah. Okay. No, that's a good point for even a realtor that's starting off. You yeah. know, they're let's say they're at a brokerage or something where there's the environment's not the greatest. Yes. Go to go to a different brokerage with a better environment, and if right. that doesn't work out, find another one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You should know yourself. Like if the, if the energy is not good. Yeah. In that environment, if it's all about themselves, it's a lot of egos and alphas. It's it's not a good environment. It's hard for you to learn and pursue growth there. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. you came back to Toronto. Yeah. And uh, what did you do then? So in between when I was coming back from Italy, I was I was a nightclub promoter. Okay. So I, I did a lot of uh, freestyle okay. soccer. I yeah. probably you pro I probably went to one of your nightclub events. <laughs> probably. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> did you come to Republic? Yes. 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 A few I was times. There Saturdays. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Asian, I don't know if you you had the Asian nights. <laughs> no, I didn't run the Asian nights. Okay. But uh, yeah, my, my I was supposed to bring like you know a large group of people. More Europeans. Right. That's what the owner wanted me to bring, right? Okay. So, so um, how's the promoting business? The promoting business was great. I uh, got to meet a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, you know, it started off with the freestyle soccer. Yes. Right? Freestyle, uh, all, this, all the uh, tricks that I would do. So I remember a club owner booked, booked my buddy to do an event. Uh, he just wanted us to do tricks on this catwalk. So I did a bunch of tricks. I brought out like 500 people and... You know, like I found out these promoters are making a lot of money. They're making like, you know, anywhere from $5 to $10 for everybody that they brought. I was a kid. I was 17 years old. That's good 16, money. 16, 17. Yeah. Right? Some of these events can be like 5000 yeah. to up to 10000 So I always had that in the back of my mind. Like, you know what? Like when I go back to Toronto, I could just like bring people at clubs and, you know, make some extra cash. Because, you know, while the whole the whole soccer thing happened, like I was, I didn't have an actual contract yet. So yeah. I wasn't making money. Right. Right. So it's a good side hustle to have. And then when I came back and, you know, I just did it full force, mm -hmm. full force. And I was making pretty good money uh, promoting events. And it's something that I love to do because I was meeting a lot of a lot of people. Yes. Like Republic would have on a, on a Saturday, maybe like anywhere from 700 to like 1500 people a night. Yeah, no, I know. It's a big and, nightclub. And I was one of the main promoters. Okay. So we, you know, my job was to like create a guest list, submit it to the club. I used to stand outside to make sure all these people would get we'll in. Get in right? And the it was VIP like old school marketing. Like I, used to go, I used to go to malls. <laughs> I used to go to universities, York University. I used to put like put together these these buses that would come down to the to the events. I used to book limos, get people bottle service. And, you know, I used to help people celebrate their birthday. So if somebody would turn 19 years old. Right. They would call me and I'd prepare everything for them. I get everything set up, their limo, their bottle service, everything. They have like a crazy birthday bash at the club. Yeah, yeah. So once in a while, I get these DMs on Instagram, people thanking me. Thanks for ha making me have a good time and making me experience it. You know, that that party you did at, at Republic or yeah. all these other venues I worked at. Yeah, No, it's very fulfilling because it is a big celebration for them, right? Yeah. And one thing can really ruin their night. 100%. You know, I'm sure I've yeah. been through it. So, yeah, I used to make sure, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah, when they used to get off the bus. Yeah, in a cold winter, and for some winter, reason, you're not in the guest list. I used to or, try to get them in right away. Yeah, right? or, your, or your booth 
only has a max of 10 comps or yeah. something like that. And what other really can't helped get me, in. though, was a lot of the promoters <laughs> yeah. would, you know, they would party. So I treated yes. my, I treated my, what I did as a business, they would party. So they'd bring people, but they're like stuck outside, not getting in. But mm. because I treated like a business, I was always outside making sure people would get in right away. And let's say a promoter didn't do the job right, didn't get them in. They would come to me the following week, you know, and I'd be their, their, Smart guy. their guy. Yeah, just, just providing value and providing good service. Yeah. Yeah. Some other promoters. And that's where you kind of like, you know, took in a way, stepped, stepped up uh, mm. where the other promoters are after the, Job is done. They got all the people in. They're partying. They're partying. Well, you're yeah. still outside hustling. Yeah, making sure everyone's getting in. At the same time, building your uh, reputation and brand as a yeah. credible a promoter. Network. Yeah, a network. It's that's amazing. Yeah, that's amazing. So yeah. at that age, promoting you, I guess it was teenager to university years. It was. Yeah, it was. Uh, I started. I started like 17 years old. I'd yeah. say around that time. Okay. Up until I was like 31. Okay, so yeah. here's here's the question: Where, yeah. When did you start real estate and why? I started real estate almost 10 years ago. Okay. Right. And uh, the reason why I started real estate is because a lot of the nightclubs were shutting down and I was learning that, you know what, this is a dying business. Mm. Like the, the nightclub scene, because what happened was a lot of these venues were only open like once a night. Sorry, once a week. Yes. Right. So the rents were going up. Yes. And uh, they're like, you know, we, we can't stay open. We can't afford to, to pay rent and all these expenses. They're, they weren't making money. Right. So I remember one year, I'd say about anywhere about like 10 to 15 venues shut down on wow. Richmond and Peter area. Wow. Yeah. And one, and one year, like 15 yeah. nightclubs. Were shut. No wonder. I remember that time too when I was the party age. Um, yeah. It was like all of a sudden. I think Do you remember people used to just go uh, club hopping on club Richmond? Hopping on Richmond. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's gone. Yeah. Like Richmond was gone. It was it was like a row of nightclubs. Yeah. And then eventually it kind of pivoted to King West. Yes. Yeah. I, I think that happened back in like 2008, 2000, 2010. All, so you're saying all the developers were acquiring the land. They were acquiring the land, the okay. buildings. The building condos. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They're also opening up different uh, businesses and stuff like that. Right. Right. So you saw opportunity there. Yeah, I'm like, you know what? There, okay, so the club thing was still working. It was still doing well because, right. you know, there was less venues, right? And I was a big promoter, so people would come to me. But I'm like, this is a dying business. This is going to change, you know, in the next five, 10 years. Yes. So I was working on getting my real estate license. I'm like, I got to do something else. Because as I was making money promoting, I was putting that money into real estate. Yes, very smart. That's what I was so doing. So you invest in real estate Yeah, as I was well. trying to buy nightclubs. And, 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 Good and, thing I didn't, but like... Can you imagine the money you made <laughs> from uh, promoting and partying is actually you put it back into partying. You're partying yourself. I know. But instead, instead of buying of the fancy cars or the fancy clothes, yeah, a lot of people you put your money into the bricks investing. Yeah, that, so that's what I did. Um, luckily, I didn't invest it in a nightclub because <laughs> there was yeah. I was looking for opportunities back then, I remember, but uh, there was a lot of scams happening. I would have mm. got scammed for sure. I was young. Okay. Yeah, I was young, and uh, a lot of those club owners were shysters. And yeah, they <laughs> tell me about it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But because uh, I would, I wasn't able to buy a whole venue myself, but like a percentage of of an existing venue, like you know. So how did you start it off then in real estate? Okay, so you yeah. were making good money promoting, and you saw opportunity opportunity there where the nightclubs are all getting acquired by these. Uh, pre-construction developers. Yes. And wh so where did you got your first, like we call it the first gold, right? Like your first, yeah. how did you first make your, your first money in, in real estate? Okay, so when I got my license, I didn't know if, if I was going to get into pre-con or whatever. I just tried everything. I tried the resale. I tried the, uh, you know, doing leases, um, commercial. I remember trying selling like a franchise. Um, but um, 
I, I, you know, I, I didn't know which field I was going to get in. And then my friends were messaging me saying, Hey, you know what? Like I'm looking to buy a, a condo, but I don't want to spend like, you know, 500,000. This was a while back. Oh, yeah. 10 years ago. I, I don't yeah. want to spend three, four, 400,000. I'm going to spend like 250, right. 300. Yeah. You can still get right? one bedroom at that time. And I was getting a lot of these people asking me this. So, you know, like one guy's like, can you take me to sales center? So then I did that. And then I realized I'm like, you know what? Like I could do this with a lot of, a lot of my friends. Mm hmm right? So slowly, slowly, I figured out, you know what, pre-con's the thing. But during that time was very tough for me because I was doing so well still in the promoting. Mm. I was making a lot of money. It's hard for you to transition. It was hard for me to transition. Yeah, you're making good money on promoting. Why would you spend time on the real estate? Yeah, like I had like one event a year that did like 5,000 people uh, that would generate like, you know, quite a six, six digits. That's amazing. Right? Yeah. yeah. So like for me to like just transition to, I was, I was going to give up because I'm like, there's no point. Like it's, you know, but You're then I'm like, close to give up, eh? I was so close. Yeah, this close. Okay. I was so close. And then uh, I this pre-con thing just, you know, happened. At the time when I did it, there wasn't a lot of pre-con agents. Yes. There was like maybe like Not 50. many people specialize in pre-con. Yeah. Yeah. So it was challenging because of when we got paid, right? Yeah. Builders, developers, uh, pre-construction deal typically is uh, two or three payments. Yeah. And you'd be lucky if you get the first payment in the first year. Yeah, exactly. Right? They'll remaining... say like in six months, but you get but it no. like in a year and a half. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah. I'm still chasing down for some project that I did seven years ago. I know. It's crazy, man. <laughs> so. Yeah. No, you're right. Okay. So so the promoting did help me because during that right. time, the money that I made promoting, I would just invest it into into the pre-con. And I'm like, okay, I'll just wait. It's, you know, I'm going to get this money later down the road, whatever. It is what it is. And I remember asking a builder, I'm like, hey, how do I get better access to these projects? And he's like, you got to sell me 50 units. Mm. So I'm like, oh. there you go. Yeah. That, that was a golden opportunity. Yeah, it was. Right? Yeah. It was. Yeah. So I just hustled, right? Okay. And uh, how did yeah. you hustle hard? I want to know that. I'm sure the listeners are. Hey, dying for to know. me, it was social media. Okay. Spending thousands of dollars promoting on social media and my reach, the people I knew at the nightclubs. This I is started, the first project. The, the, the builder that said, you, if you give me yeah. 50 deals, you're in my good list for the... Yeah. 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 And, and I think what happened with that was other builders started to hear about me doing these this type of volume. Okay. Where it, you know, allowed me to get access to, to other projects. Because at the time, it was really hard getting access, right? There weren't that many launches happening every year. No. Um, so getting access to these projects was important. But let's, let's, let's continue with the yeah. first project. Yeah. So did you do end up doing 50 deals? Yes, I did. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So how did you hustle for those first 50 deals? Because you, like you said, you did everything at that time. The leases, the resale. So you don't yeah. know the pre-con game I yet. let go of the leases, the resale at yeah. that time. I just focused and treated that project like I was promoting an event. Yeah. So... Ah, <laughs> going crazy. back to your yeah. promoting a nightclub event. So I was just thinking Diablo Halloween ball. Okay. <laughs> and I'm like, how the heck do I get 50 yeah. deals? Yeah. I called every single person that yes. got bottle service. Yes. For me, for the past like 10 years, from before, you guys should buy one. You guys should buy one. You guys should buy one. And I, and I believed in it too. Like, yes. it's a good, you know, got one myself. Like, I'm Perfect. like, this is a great, this so is you, a great. You were the product of the product. Yeah. yeah. You weren't just a salesman saying you should buy it. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like, I got deals from that, but it wasn't enough to like do hit the 50. Okay. So then I'm like, what else do I got to do? So with Diablo, I did posters all around the GTA. Oh, like wow. I would, I would drive at like 3 AM in the morning when nobody was around and poster Yorkdale, mm -hmm. Scarborough town center, Fairview mall, all the big malls, Sherway, like downtown Toronto, 
Back then, you wouldn't get fined for posters. Now, if you do it, you're going to get fines from the city. Like, they're crazy. Crazy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I did. So, But I didn't do the poster thing. I'm like, how do I get it out? I was flyering houses. Yeah. Okay? Social media. Yeah. Videos, ads on Facebook. I remember back then, I was dumping crazy money on, like, Facebook ads. Right? You just boost it. Facebook ads was cheap back then. I didn't know what I was it doing. It still is now. But I didn't it's have, very underrated. But yeah. yeah no. I had no I didn't know what I was doing. I was just testing it out. Just testing it out. Let me let me let me throw it here. But um, you got results from Facebook ads, right? I did. And I had a massive email database from the club business. There so that, that transition like really helped me. Right? But, having the having the contact. But what I like yeah. what you what you did, Corrado, there is yeah. like you didn't just rely on your network and database. Yeah. You to reach that goal of fifty, right? You provided maximum exposure. Yes. It's what our team believe in as well and what we did. Even when I first started my team yes. about seven years ago, I just went 10X maximum exposure. Yes. Right? I put signs everywhere. Yes. Open houses, signs, like every block, every I've corner. I've seen your signs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. You must have the rainbow signs. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. rainbow signs. But we put it everywhere. And there'll be weekends that we've sold our, our inventory, all of it. Yes. But I knew that I continued, I had to continue the exposure yes. for our brand because we want to be like the area specialist. Yes. Right? So you don't stop. You don't just give up when, okay, the no. job is done. I will ask other um, colleagues in my office that, yeah. like, hey, do you have any open houses this weekend in yes. that area? And when they do, I'll be like, I'll, I'll do the open house for you. Yeah. Why yeah. not? It's f it's free branding for you. Yeah. So I, even in the winter yeah. nights, I remember, actually, it wasn't nights, in the mornings. Because uh, that's easier to put out signs at that time in the mm -hmm. morning when there's less traffic. It's yeah. less dangerous. It's the best sign. Yeah. Best time. <laughs> but but it's, it's it's the winter. Yeah. Right? It was winter, snowing. It doesn't matter if it's freezing, minus 10 degrees. I will go out myself because we don't have big budgets at that time. Just like you. Yeah. You won't hire someone to put out posters. Yeah. In the beginning, you do it yourself. Yeah. So that's what I did too. And Me and my buddy. Yeah. Just, just yeah. provide maximum exposures for your listings, for your brand. Yeah. Yeah, no, so that, that's what really helped me, uh, you know, get the volume. And also another thing was a lot of agents would just stop promoting when the project was it was not as, the hype's kind of, you know, the hype goes away. Yeah. A lot of agents would kind of vanish. Yeah. But I would still be there selling. Amazing. Bringing in people, bring, you know, like. And, and at the, the time, I did have a lot of help. Like, there's one person that I remember from, uh, from Baker that helped me out a lot. Yeah. She taught me how to sell. Yeah. And a lot of credit goes to her because I would bring people in. I didn't know nothing about condos at the time. Right. I never lived in a condo. Yeah. Right. I, I lived in a house. Yeah. My dad was always against buying condos because we're Italian. Like I, I have yeah. a, I have a few of those too. Right. Like, and like the, the, she helped me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It might be the same person actually. Who knows? But we're not going to name any names now. Yeah. But that's the power of networking. Yeah. The power of just going out and meet people. Like you don't stop. Like I, I, I have a few that helped me out a lot too when I first started. Yeah. So I no, no you got to start from somewhere. Just like yes. me and you, we don't understand the pre-con Don't game. be afraid to start. Don't be afraid to start. Yeah. Don't be afraid to make mistakes, right? Yeah. Take risk and really just continue meeting different people until you got to get your golden opportunity. Yeah. Just like what you did. Exactly. Yeah. So you met your 50 sales, okay? Yes. How did you continue your pre-con business? I want to know. Yeah, so from there is just every area and every project, I would, I would provide a different marketing campaign. Yeah. You know, maybe flyers in a certain area. Downtown Toronto, you can't really do flyers. It's it's harder to it's do harder. that. It's harder, yeah. Because you're, the reach is much more, okay. right? But uh, yeah, I you know, doing that, doing the Facebook, the videos for Facebook. I remember speaking to somebody from Facebook because I was spending so much money. So they gave me like a, a marketing expert guy, specialist. Okay. And he's like, you know what? You got to do more videos. If you do there more you videos, you're going to get, because not a lot of people are doing them. This was back like 2016, right? Okay. 2015, So what kind of videos were you, were you doing? Just was like it? presentations of projects. Okay. 
that really helped a lot. It does help. Yeah. Because it shows you uh, how you sell. Yes. Right? And 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 at the end of the day, if you're yourself, right? People yeah. could be relatable to you. It's like, okay, yes. I like Corrado, right? They'll give you a call. Yeah. And I remember I was just making generic videos. And this was before a lot of people started posting on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Like 20, around the same time. 2016, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it was tough because people were like, what the heck is this guy doing? Like, mm. people were making fun of me making these videos. Same here. Yeah. Right? But, who, you know, you just got to continue I just on. believed in yeah, it. Me I too. kind of saw the future like I did with Precon. Yeah. With Precon, I got into it because I saw a future. There's an opportunity. Yeah. Now there's a lot of agents that are doing it, yeah. which makes it a little bit harder. But if you're good at what you do, yeah. people are going to come to you, especially I if agree. you build a brand. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I did, you started video earlier than me. I Just like you, like I knew video... It's the thing. It's the way to go. But I always, I kept on putting it off around that time, uh, 2016, 2017, 2019. I kept yeah. on putting it off because, oh, you know, the excuse, like, oh, I'm too busy for it, right? Yes. And, and the market was good at that time. Yeah. It was kept on escalating. But the opportunity was when COVID happened. Yes. When COVID happened, like literally the day that the government announced shutdown, I was, got to, I was in the basement. Yeah. I, like, I got to start this video idea that I had for the longest time. Yes. And that's how Signature House Tour was born because I always felt that the typical walkthrough from agents is just, it doesn't provide much value. Yeah. Instead, they're just walking through the house, talking about the house. Uh, and if you're lucky, you get that. Sometimes they just do like a quick introduction on the driveway. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't know if the flashing watches and flashing cars make any sense. <laughs> are you selling the house? Or are you showing off, right? Yeah. But at the same time, for me, I felt like how I want to do my house tours is kind of the same way if you were my buyer and yes. I'm, I'm showing my buyer right now. So that's how it felt like when you watch our, our signature house tours, right? Yeah. Very relatable. Yeah. Uh, you go, we, we go through everything about the house, right? The pricing, the floor plan, the finishes. But the most importantly, when you buy a house, you probably know, Corrado, it's not just buying a house. You're yeah. buying a location. Exactly. How close yeah. it is to the transit, how close it is to the nearest schools. community center. S yeah. Schools, we also talk about the school rankings. Yes, the rankings. That's yeah. extremely important because we all know that there's some buyers that don't even care about the house. They don't care. They just want the address. The address, yes. So we wanted a video that really sh made it feel like you're, you're I'm you doing a buyer showing. You hit all those important points. Yeah, I'm yeah. doing a buyer showing for yeah. you. It doesn't feel like I'm selling, selling, selling. Instead, yeah. I'm just simply doing a walkthrough at the same time, explaining the data, the pricing analysis, what's sold recently here, right? I'm, that, that's all in our video, right? Yeah. There's not like selling. It's more about just providing value, providing, providing value data. Yeah. 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 So, great. no, that's great. And that's uh, similar to you. I saw the opportunity video and, and for you, your, your video, your kind of niche is Instagram, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like during COVID, when everything happened, I spent about 15 grand just on equipment. I remember I'm like, <laughs> I have to go all out too. Sounds like us. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I, I was making about two grand a month on YouTube. Just like off, like I was making a lot of videos about investing and stuff like that. How many followers you have now on YouTube? Not many. Okay. I think at the time, maybe maybe about like 1,500 or so. Now I'm at probably close to like 4K. So what do you mean by $2,000? I was making $2,000 just off Google plus oh. sponsors. Oh, okay, okay. And so I'm like, there, there's okay. an opportunity here, yeah. right? But what happened? There was a shift in the market right away. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we saw that like June 2020, the market just kind of like yeah. went up after, right? Exactly. So I, I kind of stopped it a bit. Like I stopped doing the YouTube because, you know, we're busy, but I still I still put out content, you know, like for me, what I do is at nighttime, that's that's when I put out videos after I put my son to bed. Yes. I put my son to bed. I'll, I'll make, I'll that, make some that's content. A, that's, a, that's, like, that's like a side hustle. 
It is. Yeah. Because during the day, we're, we're busy selling. We're busy selling. Yeah. We're busy selling. So I do it whenever I have the time. And uh, the time is at night. Sometimes I'm, I'm tired, but I got to get the videos out. Yeah. So for anyone that follows Corrado, you know, when I go on your Instagram, I hardly see any houses listing just sold. Yeah. Or even any pre-construction renderings. Your, your Instagram channel is very not real estate. Yes. Here and there, you're yeah, throwing through real estate. Yeah. Can, can you explain more why you do that? I do that because if, you, like, for example, I love soccer, right? Yes. So I'll make a lot of content about soccer. The videos do go viral. Some of them go viral. And uh, people will reach out to me because they like soccer, right? Or they like the team that I like, mm. right? Inter Milan. And they'll be like, yeah, I want to work with this guy. But then sometimes people will land on the page. They're like, what does this guy do? Mm. And then they'll, they'll look at some previous posts and stuff. And they'll see, oh, this guy's a realtor. And they'll connect with me, mm. right? They'll see the pre-con projects and then they'll, they'll send me to people. I, that's how I get a lot of my leads, right? Um, but uh, I think the agents that are selling, people, it's harder to sell, right? It's like if you're more uh, just putting out content, putting out value to people, they're, they're going to come back. They're going to come to you. They're, they're kind of like they'll, they'll want to work with you more, right? And another thing about that crowd is, and I, I tell my agents this yeah. too, is like, Relatability, yeah. Uh, and, and at social media, everyone's putting out. Every agent's doing the same thing. Of yeah, I just, just sold this house. I just sold this house. I, sold, I just leased this property. Like right. Yeah. And I think Instagram people just don't want to see real estate. What no. you do, what you're selling. They want to see how your personal life is. Yes. What is your interests yeah. and hobbies? How they can relate yeah. to you. Yeah. Like I've, for example, I, I was telling one of our agents on my team is that, you know, don't just put real estate content if you. Like whatever your hobby is, uh, one of yeah. my guys likes uh, golfing. So you should put more golf content than yes. real estate content. Yeah, because automatically, when a buyer or your followers see uh, golf content, yes. they see the relatability. Then they always think of you as the oh, you're like the golfing realtor. Yes, right. You like yeah. golf and you like real estate agent. I can connect it's with you. I yeah. can connect with you. Yes, right. And how much more fun it is too to deal with somebody that likes and golf. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There it's a go. lot better to deal with that person, right? I'm so, sure you have buyers that just are huge football fans. <laughs> I was yeah, about yeah. to say soccer. <laughs> yeah. During COVID, I yeah. did this thing. We did this live DJ thing. Okay. Right. And I remember uh, I just wanted to provide value because people were at home, not doing anything. I'm like, you know what? Why don't I like team up with a great DJ? His name was DJ on top. And we, uh, <laughs> yeah, we worked together on this project. So yeah. we, we were just going live on YouTube. Okay. Okay. So we were live on YouTube. That's amazing. We're going live on YouTube. Yeah, that's a great idea. We're just DJing, doing a bunch of giveaways. People are having a lot of fun, and it's crazy because this guy calls me. This random guy. He's like, "Hey, you know what? Um, I want to buy a pre-con, right? Uh, I want to use you. Like, I, I I tuned into your live, your YouTube live. I'm like, all right. So come to my office. He came to my office. Came in a green Lamborghini. I, I'm yeah. I'm not really a car person. Yeah. So I don't remember the. I don't know the name, but it was a brand new Lamborghini. It's probably worth it's like a green three, Lambo. Three four hundred thousand dollars. Over right. Bought a car. I'm sorry. Bought, bought a, a house. Bought a, bought a bought a new condo. Okay. He bought just a new from condo. That YouTube live. Just from the live. You never yeah. met the person. Never met this time. person. Wow. Just shows up to my office, Lamborghini, <laughs> and buys a buys a new condo. Wow. Yeah. So that that's the that's the power of. You know, putting out content, yeah, things you like. Um, hey, and if you don't want to put put out content about like your passion and what you like, just you know, even if you're putting out content about you selling a house, at least it's something, right? But if you actually want to get like a lot, you want to get something out of it. If you put out stuff that you like, like I like soccer, that's what I'm putting. Out, I put out a lot, of, a lot of soccer content. You're gonna get uh, you're gonna get uh, DMs from people. 
I think one, one, one block from a lot of people, uh, yeah. the concerns is like, how do they look in front of the camera? Do you, and, and, yeah. and, and mentally, oh, yeah. yeah, they think that people is gonna be like, make fun of them or get negative comments. But at the end of the day, you really just gotta have to filter those out and just yeah. go on camera, go produce content and produce content that you, what you like. For example, what you did, right? Yes. Produce content like about soccer, football, and, and naturally people is gonna connect with you. Yeah. The people that, that w- will connect with you, don't worry about connecting with everybody. You cannot hey. satisfy everybody. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You're gonna get you're gonna get bad comments for sure. Gonna you're gonna start hundred percent. I get them all the time. Yeah. Yeah. You but, know you know uh, just, you, you, know you do something it. right when you have a lot of haters. Yeah. Yeah. You just gotta block it. <laughs> you gotta block it. it. Yeah. Okay. Awesome, man. So, what other marketing strategies can you share with us that that was also successful with you in the past? Um, what was great was uh, I was doing like a live to air one of the nights. Uh, was uh, on a Wednesday night. It was like a Latin night. And we, we were live here on Z103.5 and I was promoting a lot of the projects. So I was killing two birds with one stone. <laughs> Basically, I was promoting <laughs> Love the projects. That. Love that. Tony Monaco was calling me the condo king. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, and yeah, that, that helped out a lot. So I was g- getting people to come to nightclubs and selling at the same time. I didn't get that many deals from it, but it kind of helped with my brand. The branding. It helped because with we the know branding. that there's a lot of people yeah. listening at Z103.5. Yes. But wait, 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 let me get this straight. So yes. you're telling me that you're supposed to do a live uh, broadcast about the club, promoting that club event, but at the same time you're promoting your pre-construction project? How is that possible? Yeah. So during the night, we would just come on air and just talk about like you know what's happening at the ni- with, with the night, the themes, whatever we're doing. And then I'll just throw in like, you know, we're selling this condo, new development in Vaughn, Jaden Highway 7, whatever. Yeah. Right. And uh, yeah, I get get inquiries from it. And Z103.5 allows you to do that? No, we were allowed to do that because we were promoting, like we're spending, we own the slots, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. I I thought that because you're kind of doing like a a live event for that nightclub, I think I thought you could only talk about the event in a nightclub. Yeah. It's it's cool that you can also promote your pre-con projects. Yeah, it was pretty cool. We were able to do that. You know, it was, uh, um, but I made sure that, you know, we promoted, really promoted the night, got people to come and, and, you know, did our job. And that was just a side thing that I, that I was doing and, and it was working. It just helped me build the brand. Yeah. Maximum exposure. Yeah. It just goes back to maximum exposure. Yeah. Never stop selling, never stop promoting. Yeah. Right. You're a promoter at heart. So talking about that, yeah. you definitely hustle, man. Doesn't matter. I you, love marketing. You love marketing. Yeah. So you're a natural marketer. Yes. Just like me. I love marketing as well. Um, what, but you're hustling, you are, because you're a family man as well. And you said that even after you put your son to sleep, you, you, you're focusing on different marketing campaigns. Yes. Right? So you're hustling like crazy. We've seen yeah. it, right? You, you try different things. You, you hustle on YouTube Live, uh, events. Um, how do you balance with wellness? Because wellness is a very big thing at house as well. Yes. We hustle hard, but we also know that wellness uh, your own personal well-being is just as important. Yes. So how do you balance with your work and personal and? Yeah, again, you're you're gonna think I'm crazy, uh, but I every morning I do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Every morning I run. Every morning. Uh, eh? Every wow. morning I run thirty minutes. Um, I could probably keep up with a professional football player. Um, wow. Yeah, and you're, you're athletic. I can tell. Yeah, I sure. run every every morning. If I don't do it, I just can't function properly. And and at nighttime. Uh, normally, okay, so I'll do my sit-ups, push-ups after I run, but if I, if I don't have time and busy that day, I'll just do them late at night after the videos. So I don't get that much sleep, which is not good, but... Yeah, people uh, call me the same thing. Like, I don't get enough sleep. But we, we know that 
like sleep is much is very much needed. It is. Yeah. Yeah. How how much on average of hours of sleep do you get per day? Man, I think sometimes I get like five hours or something. Yeah. Yeah. Very similar. Five, six hours. Yeah. 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 But do you have like a, a catch up day, like a recharge day? Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. It's very needed. I do. Yeah. Because some yeah. especially the days that you know that, okay, I definitely need more sleep. Mm-hmm. You have to because yeah. Sleep is very important. It is, it is. But for me, I'm good. I'm good for six hours. Yeah. I know for a fact that like after I sleep more than six, it's I overslept. Like it's I get groggy actually. Yeah. Yeah. But there's some days I don't get enough sleep and I can't do all that me in too. a day. I just I just take the day off, you know, like take a break. So but you work out or you run every day. Every day. That's yeah. that's that's discipline. Yeah. So how, how do it's, you? It's like, just like a. It's like um, something that I did when I played soccer. Yeah. Right. I trained. You know, in the mo- what we would do um, in Italy was we would train in the morning, right, and then at, at, in the afternoon we would, we would like scrimmage. Yeah. And play against like the first team. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so we used to so, play against so the city. So since you young, you've been you were yeah you were running every day already. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so you're it's used almost to like it. a religion. Right. Yeah. Do you get the runners high? Yes. Yeah. yeah like, uh, for w- sure. W- w- when does it kick in for you? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I'm so, I'm so immune to it. I don't, I don't really know. It's like, I, I think it's after I run. But you love it, eh? When you get I love it, yeah. That yeah. dopamine hits, eh? Yeah. So I don't know if you uh, ever read this book. It's by uh, Chip Wilson. No. Uh, he's the owner uh, and founder of Lululemon. Okay. Yeah, I read this book. It's a fast, fascinating book. Yeah. Uh, I think it's called uh, Little Black Stretchy Pants, which was what made Lululemon famous. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the black pants, the TNA pants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, no, Chip Wilson from Vancouver, actually. He he talks about how he applies the runner's high yeah. to the growing his Lululemon business. Yes. Where typically the runner's high kicks in at the 35-minute mark. Yeah. Where natural occurring dopamine hits. And it's fascinating because we know that just just like a drug, like a drug is fun because it kind of dims your past. Yes. And kind of focus on the, the, the future, right? Yeah. But at the same time, you can't focus on the future without knowing your past. So yeah. dopamine, where the 35-minute high happens, is actually in the present. Mm-hmm. So how they apply that to the Lululemon business, and we try to do the same thing, I try to apply the same thing for my business at house as well, is that you cannot recreate the past. Mm-hmm. So all you can do is focus on the present. Yes. This way, same thing what we do with uh, applying our business processes, our design, even though the stuff that we know has worked, tried and true, we don't just stay there and yeah. keep it, yeah. We continue to... Uh, with applying better designs and yes. recreating better business process, uh, better business processes, processes yep. and to ourselves. Mm-hmm. So that's that's kind of the culture that I'm trying to implement in our team as well. Is like continue pursuing growth and learning. Hundred percent. Stay humble. Right? Stay humble. Stay humble and learn. Yeah. Don't just think that just because you got a, a major win, a big deal, that you're the the top guy. Yeah, and, and it's it, and it's crazy how like these you know these billionaires. Look at these billionaires, yeah. right? Guys like you know Steve Jobs, Elon Musk, Elon Musk. Yeah. Warren Buffett, all these guys are humble. They're all right? humble. If you didn't know yeah. they're worth billions of dollars, you you know you'd you think they're like just an average person, but that's just their their mentality. They're they're humble people. B- Bill yeah. Gates reads on average about three books uh, per week. Wow. Yeah, and then he will have every quarter. Do you know if it's like Audible or just like he just? No, he reads. Yeah. 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 He, he he. I I specifically I was I think it was a podcast I was listening to that he doesn't li- uh, listen to Audible. It's he reads. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like Oprah Winfrey, but uh, Bill, Bill Gates every quarter he'll have a, a week um, trip. He goes off uh, uh, off the grid and mm-hmm. goes to one of his compounds yeah. <laughs> or mm-hmm. islands uh, that no phone, no nothing, and it's just reading and manifesting. Wow, yeah, yeah. it's crazy. He owns a lot of farms in the states, eh? Like majority of the farms in all the U.S. 
Why farms? I don't Why know. Agriculture? That's, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, they're all humble. They're yeah. all they're all like the most fascinating people are all always learning. Yeah. And don't think that they are the know it alls. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like Mark Zuckerberg, right? He he just wears a normal T shirt. He isn't. Uh, he always wears the same clothes. We save so, a lot of time like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if every morning you just wake up in his ten white shirts, yeah. <laughs> you have no choice but to wear that. It saves a lot of time. Yeah. Those time can it's be so applied true. to growing a business with new ideas. It's yeah. Like, no, it's amazing. Yeah. So humble That's is the great. way. Definitely continue pursue growth and learning. Yes. Um, hey, question. Um, yeah. When did uh, when did you get into real estate? I got in real estate in 2008. Yeah. So just around this time where people say it's like recession. Yeah. Right after the financial crisis. It's a tough time. Yeah. People thought it was crazy. Like literally after the Lehman Brothers crash was yeah. a week later was officially got licensed. Wow. Yeah. People were saying that, oh, it's the worst time to be a real estate agent, but it's, you know, it's all right. And, and the first few years was tough for me. Mm-hmm. The first few, I always tell people that. And that's one thing that I try to you know, recreate that house is that I, I want a better culture, better environment for our agents because yeah. we all know how it is, how tough it is starting. Did you start with a team? No. No? So at that time in 2008, yeah. team was not a thing yet. Okay. There's no such thing yeah, as teams yeah. yet. Yeah. Uh, it's a typical like boiler room style. Uh, I started one of the top brokerages in, uh, in the city. I'm not yeah. going to name any names. Okay. Uh, but it was, it was a very toxic environment in a sense that like everyone is to themselves. Mm-hmm. There's no collaboration. Yeah. Not that there's a lot of ego. Mm-hmm. Right, it, it was it was not a good environment. It's hard for any uh, new agents to thrive, yeah. for sure, yeah. for sure. So uh, my first few years, I only did like a few rental deals. It was tough. Yeah, it was tough. Uh, I, I was young too. When did you get into precon? So precon was actually around that time. I was about to say, like after two three years of like doing no deals, I felt like uh, condo makes the most sense. Yes, right, because my demographic, around my 2010? age group, around two thousand ten. Okay, correct. And 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 Baker's was one of my first projects too. And yeah. Yeah, that's when I kind of learned the ropes of pre-con mm-hmm. after I saw my sister buying a pre-construction okay. uh, investment. And I was like, wait a minute, this agent, also a young agent, driving a Benz with a really cool glasses, I still remember. Um, but cool guy, nonetheless, I still keep in contact with him. And he only did like literally a few hours of work and made a boatload of money. Because I remember asking yeah. my sister that question, like, how much did this agent made and he's like this 4% commission on the purchase <laughs> price I was like wow yeah. he literally just showed up in like a white t-shirt like a white v-neck t-shirt with like some he, he was a funny guy too with flip flops no I'm not even joking with you it's, like, <laughs> it's hilarious no he's this guy's a character I know I, I, I love him yeah D if you're, here, if you're listening props to you man no I, I that inspired me I'm like if, if it was that easy to make a, a deal why am I not part of this so in university, I got my license. It was easier that time too. Yeah. Not easier, but like faster. Like yes. it was three courses. And uh, even still, um, I saw that de- uh, deal happen. Still took me a while to get the pre-con. Game, yeah, to figure it, it out. To figure it out. Yeah, it takes some time to figure it out. Typically, it's always just that one project yeah. that you just killed it. Then 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 that's that's, that's then that's, the doors kind of open. The doors kind of open, and you kind of apply that same template to other projects. To other projects, yeah. Right, you just yeah. do maximum exposure, market it like crazy, market it crazy to your database, right? And uh, and then you also learn how to kind of like connect with builders as well, because uh, that that's one thing. You have the buyers. It's also another thing to get the allocations too. Yeah, yeah. So that's when I started, but eventually um, I didn't want to continue being a condo guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I pivoted to do resale. Yes. Yeah. So I did both resale and pre-con, and then eventually at uh, 2016, I, I started the team, house team. Nice. Yeah. A lot of new agents want to get into pre-con, right? 
What's your advice for my them? My advice is actually don't get into yeah. Raycon. Yeah. That's my advice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what? If uh, if I was starting today, I don't, I don't think I'd be a pre-con agent because there's so many people that are doing it. Like yeah. back then when I did it, like there wasn't that many people doing it. That's why yeah. I saw an opportunity in it. My advice is that what, what I'm trying to say is don't get into pre-con is don't specialize in it. Yes. Definitely, if yeah. you have buyers for it, of course, go ahead. And don't stop promoting projects. But don't just specialize in pre-con. That's my opinion. Yeah. After for doing this for 15 years, and from what I see in the market now as well, is and when you do anything in, 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 in any industry, is you kinda you have to try everything. Yeah. Just like what you did. Yeah. You were doing you were hustling resale leases and then eventually <laughs> <commercial>. found, <laughs> And commercial, yeah. yeah, and then eventually found your thing was precon. Yes, you really need to. You can't say no to anything when you first started real estate. No, you have to try everything. You can't. You, you go. You go where the business is. Right? Yeah. You go where the money is. And it's important to try everything too because you may not even like it. Exactly, right? and you won't know until you try. Yeah, and eventually, once you try everything, you gotta find your what you like and what you specialize in. Yeah, but for any new agents that think that precon is easy and it's easy money and big money and it's it's. And I get it. It's it, it, it's very exciting selling uh, pre-con projects, right? It's a it's amazing projects. It's the commissions um, are high. Commissions are high. Yeah. Um. But I feel that definitely do pre-con, but don't think it as the end all and be all. Like do everything. Yeah. Yeah. Continue hustling pre-cons as well hustling. And don't just look at these agents that you know like flaunt, right? No. Show off cars, definitely not. Watches, which is why uh, signing yeah. the back, stay humble. Yeah, you know, I, I, don't, I don't count my money until the deal closes because there's a yes. lot of clawback clauses in these. That's these very ref- good advice, These Carlo. referrals. There's a lot of clawback clauses. And you know what? If the purchasers do not close, you got to give that money back to the builder. Correct. So you need to save your money. Correct. Put it into like an ETF or something. Like, and, and, and leave that money, make, you know, put it in, t- yeah. in, in an ETF. ETF. Yeah. Something. Something. High interest uh, earnings account. Yeah. Savings account. Yeah. Right. Uh, even if you don't have uh, the full down payment for a real estate purchase, yes, maybe partnering up with a family or friend, yeah, maybe. You know just what, man? That's just, happened to me. I, I had to give back commission, yeah, because purchasers did not close. Yes, right. It's happening more now. Yeah, yeah, especially with this down market, there are clawback clauses and builders that cannot fulfill their agreement and build. There are after going after the commissions back. Nobody the really one, talks about this. No one talks yeah. about this. I don't. Yeah. I don't mind sharing this, but like, yeah, yeah it's it's very common now. Yeah. Especially that's why. Do your due diligence with which uh, builder you're promoting. Hundred percent. Right? Yeah, hundred percent. Me That's and you both important. been burned. Yeah, so many times. There's, many, there's a few events that we've been to and a few projects yeah. that we did, and uh, we've been burned. A lot of agents haven't experienced that, right? Being burned fifty deals in one project, you know, twenty deals in another, ten deals in another. Please stop. And, <laughs> no, but the oh, thing man. that really bothers me yeah. is not our commissions. It's not the money. Uh, yeah. Um. So with one of the projects in Vaughn, they canceled. It's, it's, it was the same time I got married. Mine wasn't Vaughn too. It was tough. I, I didn't. It's probably the same one. Yeah. I, I didn't go on my honeymoon yeah. for that. And that really bothered me. When I look back, I, I really don't care about the money part of it. Like I, I do a bit, but the most important thing was I didn't get to go on my honeymoon with my yeah. wife. Yeah. We didn't get to experience that time. I lost that time. Right. Um, a lot of people refinanced their property. Some yeah. sold. Yeah. They're out of the market now. I know. Because back then, that they're area was out. like 500 bucks a square foot, 600 bucks. Now, now they're priced out. They're priced out. Yeah. That's what really bothered me the most. Yeah. It demotivated me a little bit, but then I'm like, you know, I'm only going to work on with the bit, the biggest builders, the guys that I know that are not going to screw people around, the ones that are going to complete the project, the ones that are going to pay commissions. 
And and that's those are the ones I work with. It's funny that you brought that up, Carlo, because it said that you demotivated you, and at the same time, and I think we all talk about the same project. Yes, it also demotivated me, and you clawed your way back by selling it and, and continue pursuing precon. I kind of did the other way around. Yeah, it demotivated me, and I'm like, it kind of made me. Uh, I didn't have the taste for precon anymore ever since that. Yeah, and I that made me grow my resale team. Nice. Which is probably like a, a blessing in disguise, yeah, in a sense. And I'm so happy for that. And now we do everything, right? We do, we sell, we yeah. sell the whole GTA and precon at GTA. We still have some solid relationships with a lot of different developers over yeah. the years. And uh, now you just got to pick your projects carefully. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Because at the end of the day, your reputation is on the line, and you don't want your clients to be burned. Yes. Right. We're all in the same boat. We're all in the same boat. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's tough. It's a tough industry. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if it's. Do you think it's for everyone? You think every anyone any agent just get into precon? Like, what's your uh, opinion on that? Um, with that, I I think okay. First, find a good mentor. I think if you're yeah. a new agent, that's yeah. my opinion. First, I think that should be your focus. Uh, if you're self disciplined and you're naturally a good people person, uh, you may not need a mentor. Yes. Uh, there's still nothing to lose when you, you have a mentor. No, Even I if think, I think a mentor is important. It's very have, important. Yeah. Very important. You can take your business to the next level. Yeah. If yeah. it's not a mentor, a paid coach. You paid coach. If, if, yeah. if, if you if some mentor or a coach is willing to take under your wing, then go for it. Oh yeah. Go for it. Yeah. Like that's, why, that's what I didn't have. Me too. I didn't have that man. I didn't have that. I wish I did. Yeah. For the first uh, two or five years of my real estate, I was just figuring out shit myself. It's sad, man, because a lot of the agents that I was helping. Yeah. At the time. I thought had my side. I thought they they had you know they were gonna help me. Yeah, but they didn't. Darn. They did. What it. happened? What What do you think happened there? Well, okay. So like in the beginning, I I was getting access to projects. There were certain projects I didn't I didn't have access to, and I was doing a lot of deals with other agents. Right. Okay. That's how I was able to get those units. Right. Right. And some of them are like, yeah, you know what, Corrado, you can work with me on this. Work with me on this. But, you know, they didn't have, they didn't care about, you know, the next one. They wouldn't, they wouldn't help me out. They'd only give me the units that they couldn't sell. Mm. Right. And I know they had the ones I wanted. Right. Right. So, uh, yeah, that's just how that, that works. Just be careful who you're working with. Sometimes, you know, people could trick you and stuff. So be very cautious. I can tell me and you are the nice guys. And people will take advantage. 100%. Right? Yeah. At the end of the day, I, I can feel that we're all about like putting people first. Yeah. And some people see that and might take advantage of that. Yes. So to, that's that's another thing too about at house is like, yeah, having a strong community is so important, and yes. that's why I we, we always use the word community rather than team, yeah, or or agency. It's because community at the end of the day, if you look at the definition of community, it's a fellowship with one another that have a common interest, activity, and goal. Yes. Right. Yeah. So if we all have similar uh, activity interest, but the key thing is this. It's interest, right? Yeah. We all have the interest of one another, not just yourself. Yeah. Right? Really uplifting and supporting one another. Yes. And really achieving wins together. Mm-hmm. And but at the same time, if you if anybody have a bad day or any challenges, we're there for you. Yeah. Right? Really have guys that you can trust mm-hmm. that they're there for you at the bad times and the good times. And when they they need our assistance uh, to either like close a deal or maybe they'll go on vacation and we can do a deal together. Like yeah. it's important to have someone you can trust, right? Yeah. Knowing that you go on vacation yeah. or anything like that, yeah. that you have, yeah. yeah, you have uh, the, the backing the, of- The backing, yeah. Yeah. And why we call it community as well is that a team, like we don't believe any hierarchy in house real estate. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I, I feel feel like hierarchy, it does, it's not, doesn't apply 
in the business industry, real estate business yep. industry, because real estate industry is a very unique industry. Yes. That's why over the last 10, 20, 30 years, all these disruptions in tech and different industries, yeah. real estate has remained the same. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, it's a people business. People, buyers are trusting you or sellers trusting you with the most important asset of their life. Yes. Right? So they yeah. need that real estate advice from a professional. Yeah. So it's a people business. And yeah. in our community, it's more like how I treat it is... It's kind of like a like a, a village, and I'm the, the mayor, yeah. right? In a village, and we're all living in the same street. Everyone individual have their own businesses, mm-hmm. right? And if you live in the same village, we all want good in our community. Yeah, it's positive energy. Yeah, right. Correct. They could you could say it's competition. Yeah, healthy competition. Yeah. But at the same time, our mindset is collaboration over yeah. competition. Because at the end of the day, even though we're no, I said it's like positive energy. It's positive energy. Yeah. That's what that's what of our mantra. Yeah, it's good yeah, energy. Yeah. Like if you have good energy to all around, and you do really care about helping one another, energy is something that I, I feel that I sense. Me too. When I when I feel that there's bad energy somewhere, yeah. I don't I don't like being there. Yeah. I will not go there. I will stay away from it. I feel times. like just like me and you, like yeah. we, we we've been through a lot and we learn a lot. Yeah. And you know, you said that you had people that you know, um, the trust there, and then and then yeah, um, yeah. didn't work with you or you didn't work with them or whatever. I feel like now, like. Just energy, just feel mm-hmm. out the vibe. You already know. Yeah, yeah. Knowing we, you're a nice guy, together. knowing you're a nice guy, right? Going going back to when you're you went hard on all in on resale, wasn't it hard because you're a nice person? Because like, because for me, one of the reasons why like now resale is a little bit easier for me to do. Uh, I've been doing a lot more transactions compared to like when I first started off, right? Mm. Um, but back then, I remember like people are getting divorced stuff like that. I just, you know, selling a house for like an older person, you know, and, and I would just sometimes just give back my commission because, because I just felt bad. The person needed the money. They're in a bad situation. And that's one of the reasons why too, I, I, I didn't enjoy it at that time, but I'm like, I'm going to do it when I'm older. Right. Uh, I'm so, the same. Yeah. Because me and you are nice guys. Yeah. And we're putting people first. We felt like either discounting commission or rebating is like you're providing good service. Yeah. But in reality, you don't, you can still provide good service and represent their best interest and in putting their, putting people first without discounting a commission. You know, you know what's crazy, bro? Yeah. Is that a lot, I've done it for so many people and they don't even know I did it. I know. They didn't even understand that I didn't, I didn't yeah. charge them to sell their house. They didn't, they don't even, they didn't even understand how the commission part worked. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel that's more of like explaining, explaining your value prop. Yeah. Once you once you realize that what's your true value and what's your value prop, you know how to explain it better and um, basically at the end of the day get that listing, get that deal. Yeah. Right. Without needing to discount a commission. Yeah. And that's another reason why I started signature house toys is that it's the best way to explain a value prop. Yeah. Not yeah. just obviously the main reason is to market and provide maximum exposure for our listings. Mm-hmm. Right. And try to like you know sell the house, explaining everything about why all the selling features about why you should live in this home. Yeah. But before I go to a listing appointment now, a lot of times they've seen our videos mm-hmm. and I can tell it, I can tell from the uh, homeowner's eyes when they first open the door that they decided to use us already. Yeah. <laughs> they decided that like, they know that they know everything about us. They're like, yeah. Raymond, William, welcome. It's not like, yeah. kind of like just, who are you? Hi, I'm, yeah. I'm this and that. It's like very formal. Random. It just yeah. felt like, they know us for so long already, mm-hmm. and it was it's 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 very different from when I first started, mm-hmm. and now when I first back then when I first started it was a, on average a two three hour listing appointment, now maximum is one hour. Yeah, 
because we got all of the other nitty gritty stuff out of the way because yes. they already know how we market mm-hmm. and how we provide maximum exposure and how we do our uh, our, our services. Uh, that I'll, we just get to the meat of it. Yeah. And in our appointment is really okay. What's your commission? What's the logistics? What's the timeline? Let's talk about pricing. Yeah. Well, we don't even talk much about our marketing and how we can, you know, why we deserve we, what we deserve. Because people know. People That's know. How they found you. Yeah. So, so I think one key thing for uh, anyone listening is to really find your value prop. If you don't have it yet, find it. If you if you know that you you do, try to narrow it down. Mm-hmm. Really, really explain it very easy and simple. If not, that's why just like Corrado, continue putting out those content and videos. Yeah. Continue. And yet, listen, you may not get a lot of views, viewers and you may be cringing <laughs> with your it's, other it's, first it's videos. It's patience though. Like yeah. with, with content, creating yeah. videos and stuff like that. It's, it's, you got to be patient. But when I say yeah. content, it's not just social media. Yeah, like, just, like, don't get yeah. me wrong. When I yeah. say content, it's, it's everything. Find your thing. Like if you're a good writer, then then write. Write, write, write letters to, to uh, for sale by owners and mm-hmm. drop them off. Uh, or write, post on LinkedIn. Uh, post on LinkedIn. Yeah. It doesn't always have to be video and, and flashy stuff. Like, if you're a good uh, talker, then start a podcast mm-hmm. or, or, or cold call or anything. Find your thing that you're really good at and just continue producing content out there explaining your value prop. Yeah. Yeah. But there's no better way, in my opinion, though, than, than social media, though. Yeah. Than my opinion. Because when you when you do social media and you do vote a video or, or pictures or posting, like there's so many ways, so many different channels that you can promote it yeah. that I feel is the most efficient way. Yes. So, yeah. yeah. So one question, Carla. If you can go yep. back in time, yes, to your younger self, let's just say in your teens and twenties, what would you tell yourself? Mm, take more risks. Okay. I would say. Um, I used to always think that I was getting old. Like you know, I was like even going back to the soccer. I'm like 17 years old. I'm like I'm getting old. I have to make it. I have to play here. I, have to. I was comparing myself to other people, right? But you know, we have so much time, especially if yeah. you're young. I had so much time. Now going back, like I probably would have taken bigger risks. I, for me, I feel like I just started. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, like I feel like I just started. Like, yeah. You're never too young. Yeah. 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 If you look at all the most successful people, right? Yeah. Uh, and, Disney and sorry to cut you off. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. They, they started their business, uh, Bezos. Like they're like in the 30s, 40s. Yes. Yeah. It, also, it depends what you're doing. Like if you're an athlete, yeah, you know, you have to, right. you have to start young. But still, like even at 17 years old, I had a lot of time. You know, I. Mm-hmm. I but again, for for uh, another thing is is also investing at a young age is important. Um, investing your money, putting put it in a TFS, TFSA, RSP, and just try to max it out if you can. Invest it in something like a Agreed. Um, Vanguard ETF, yeah. the VOO, mm-hmm. which is that's what uh, you S and P five hundred. Yeah, if you don't know how to invest, instead of having like mutual funds and stuff like from the bank, mm-hmm. it's the best way to do it. Got it. Yeah, yeah. That's stuff that's that great. I learned now, Very like true. you know, at an older age. But uh, it's the best thing to do, I think. At a you know, if you're you're in your, you're in uh, like your twenties, early twenties, yeah. Okay. Even in your thirties, still you're still. Uh, it's not too late. Never too late. Yeah. <laughs> it's ne- you're never too old to do what you really want to do. Yeah. Right? You're never too old. You live. You live and learn. Um. So, Carlo, where do you see yourself? Um, I mean, sorry. Where do you see the future of real estate going to be? The future, I think, you just have to create a brand, like you know, like for, yeah. like for myself as a realtor to to keep to be a top performing broker i have to you know keep working on my brand right and i still i think real estate in general in the next like you know 10 years i I really think that you know we just don't have enough houses and 
for for all the for, for all the immigrants coming to Canada, coming to Toronto specifically in the GTA. That I really do believe that prices will continue to go up. Now, yeah, times are tough right now. You know, there's a lot of people that want to sell their properties. A lot of negative sentiment in the market. And I, I really think that that'll all subside. You know, like I recently just bought a house a couple months ago, right? Mm. Um, like I already own, have like, I'm just saying I'm Me buying too, properties. Actually, I just moved yeah. to my new house a few months ago. Yeah, I'm yeah. just buying, like, you know, if I have extra cash, I will buy properties in this market. Now I think is the best time to buy. I'm not just saying that because I'm a realtor, but I just, I believe in it. I'm doing it myself. Going back to the real estate business though, when you yeah. say build your brand. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I just want to touch base on that. Yeah. Is that like the future of real estate, why do you think it's more and more important to have a solid brand? Okay, I think during times like this, yeah. where it's harder to do deals, people are going to go to the best. Mm-hmm. They're going to go to people that have a brand, people that they know, people that they remember. When they think of pre-con, they're going to, you know, like they got to think of, I want them to think of me. Yeah. Right? That's that's what uh, that's what my focus is. Yeah, right? especially with all these new tech that can help the consumer now. Yeah. Right? AI, with AI. How Sigma providing all the data. Yeah. Right? Like I did, they where they find and hire the best real estate consultant is the one that has the most influence influence and knowledge in that area that you're looking to buy yeah right just like if you specialize in pre-con then you gotta naturally find corrado the one that specializes in pre-con and if you specialize in a specific zone area yeah school zone they gotta find that area specialist yes i think you need to have that you know that niche yeah you need to be good at that you need to be known for that niche even though i still do resale yeah Right, but I want to be known for pre-con. That that's that's my thing. It right? makes a lot of sense, and that's why we just said that yeah. in the beginning, don't be afraid. Like, don't think you're too young. You have no time. Really, do try everything because yeah. it's important to niche and to specialize. To niche, yeah. If you hey, if it makes you happy that you do everything, great. Yeah, continue doing your thing. But I like we said, where technology is accelerating and AI is getting more and more smarter, um, your brand is extremely important. Yes. What people think about your brand is very important. It's very important. It's the same like I my my the following I love I love to follow Gary V. Yeah. Gary Vaynerchuk, he's my yeah. guy, man. I love him. Well, that's why I got hustle hard from man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The guy's a crazy hustler, <laughs> hustling everywhere, every time. And he doesn't stop. He he actually thinks he, he's a basically a guru coach of everything, but yeah. he actually thinks branding is the most important. Oh yeah. Once he talks about branding, yeah. And the way he put what branding it? What what branding is? It's so good. Yeah. He said that it's basically how I f- how I feel branding is is when I go into a shoe store, the difference between choosing the the three stripes or any other regular shoes, and how I feel when I see the check mark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's why more and more why everybody in the shoe store they lean towards the check mark. Yes. It's yeah. how they've Nike has positioned themselves as that you know lifestyle brand, brand yeah. or like that brand that. They're the, they're the superior brand. Yeah. It's he also says like in the future, like, you know, with like Alexa and stuff like that. And let's say you want to order a product. Oh, you know, I heard you, about that too. Yeah. Like I, I want to order uh, yeah. pasta or pasta, whatever. Something, get something delivered to your house. Right. People are going to, you're going to have to specifically say Correct. the brand name. Correct. Right. And he said that that's why he's building a catalog of yeah. content. Yeah. Because he does feel like in the future, like just like my daughter, all she does is, she, is like Alexa this, Alexa that. Mm-hmm. So same thing when my daughter, she's six years old now, when mm-hmm. she's 26 buying her first property in downtown, she's going to ask Alexa or AI, whatever that is in the future, yeah. that who's the guy, the pre-construction condo guy 
I should for this area to downtown Toronto. Yeah. And automatically Corrado's gotta pop up. <laughs> automatically That's my goal. automatically Corrado has so much content that he's collected over the years that AI will know that this is the go-to guy. Right? And that's why it's yeah. so important to produce content because when you have content, naturally more and more people and technology is going to find you and exposure. Yes. Yeah. It's amazing. And another thing, when you're creating content, don't just create it just to create it. Always have yeah. the mindset that, you know, give value to people. I think yeah. that's that's what I've always done. Value and be genuine. Be genuine. Be genuine. Yeah, be genuine. Don't lie. If you don't know something, don't say it. Don't say it. Right? Yeah. Interview someone. So many people claim they're yeah. experts, right? Yeah. And I, I do feel just at the end of the day, like, really humanize your content and, oh, and yeah. just be you because um, the reason why people find you and people find you to trust as an agent buying or selling is they want to find someone that they can trust. Yes. So if you're trying to be someone else or you try to front and when a time comes that, okay, you, you're lucky enough to land that appointment mm -hmm. and then they realize that you're not that person. Yeah. You're just, you're just wasting your time. Wasting your time, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. and I also feel it's kind of like, must be like a lot on your suffering when you're trying to be someone else. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's it's uh yeah, it's mentally it's a lot like I feel it's like it's I kind of feel sad for that actually. Yeah. Like it's like just be you. Yes. You know, everyone's unique, everyone people is, want authenticity, right? Yes. That's what they want. Yeah. That's what they're looking for. Someone they can trust and connect. Yes. Right? Yeah. So uh going back to how how we finish off with our podcast, uh Crowder, we always we gotta finish off like this, okay? Yes. If you can share any book. Yeah. Okay. What book would it be that you recommend our listeners? Rich Dad, Poor Dad. If you love real estate, classic. It's my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. I love that book. What's the reason? Uh, just about how you know he had the rich dad, <laughs> <laughs> and and like I don't know. I just, I just think that uh, that mentality, having that mentality, and 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 can create a lot of wealth. Yeah. I always tell my son. He's four years old. Yeah. I tell him, uh, what's an asset? You put money in your pocket. I learned that from that book. Yes. What's a liability? Take money out of your pocket. Yeah. Right. So it's uh, I I I, I love that book. It's a great yeah. book. Yeah. I, I I read that book very very young. Yeah. My sister made me read it. My yeah. sister like a serial entrepreneur. I'm yeah. so glad she made me read it. And then after that, I I liked the book. I'm like, wow, I want more stuff like this. What's she, your favorite book? She went out and bought uh the Rat Race for me, the board game. Okay. Okay. So yeah, that's yeah. a really good game that made me the Rat Race. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> Yeah. My favorite book? Yeah. Because just like you, I'm a big marketing guy. Yeah. So it has to be a marketing book. Uh, for me, it's Gary actually... Gary V's one is definitely up there, right? But I would say my favorite marketing book is The Storied Brand. Okay. Yeah, I like that. I got to check that one out. Check, check, check that one out. Yeah. Check that one out. Did you read uh, Crush It, Crushing for It? For sure. Uh, uh, what's the other one? Jab, 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 right Jab, right hook. Right yep. Hook, yeah. Yep. He's coming up with a new book too. Uh, really yeah? excited for it. Yeah, it's called... Um, Attention currency or something? Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, like Gary Vee books is all really good. But I'll say my favorite book is, yeah, The Story Brand. Mm -hmm. I love that. Um, last last question. If you, What's your favorite quote or mantra? Um, I would say, like, I have quite a bit. Because my dad. Say it all. <laughs> say, say, yeah, which one? I live simple. Okay. It's just one of them. Yeah. Don't be like everybody else. Yeah. Um, if you talk a little in Italian, it, don't it, be like everyone else. I mean, in, in Italian, it's, it sounds better. If you talk a little, you talk a lot. Say it in uh, Italian. Gubana bica bara sai. It's Sicilian. Okay. Okay. Um, what else? There is cucurza longa. If you take shortcuts, you actually take end up taking the long way. Mm. Um, be patient. Yeah. Yeah. 
The, yeah, there's there's quite a bit that. No, those, I love all those. Yeah. Even though I understand the Italian yeah. part, but like that's that's really good. Okay, no, no, yeah. thank you, Carlo. Thanks for being here, man. Totally and uh, one last thing is, uh, if the listeners uh, want to find you, where can yeah. they find you? Uh, at Corrado on Instagram. Okay. Yeah. Make sure you follow. Awesome. Amazing content. Thanks for having me again, man. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Thank okay. you so much. Thanks for having me. It was awesome. Yep. Thank you. Okay.